Fade in on Harbor Vale, a sleepy town in coastal Maine, its residents continually harrowed by an unyielding mist that intrudes from the Atlantic. And, much like the town, veiled by this persistent precipitation, its residents veil secrets of their own. Secrets of an ancestral curse and the desire to embrace it. Secrets of justice, distributed in the shadows. Secrets of newfound duty and a life left behind. Secrets of bestial instinct, clawing its way to the surface. And as we cast our eyes towards these silent secrets, we shall delve even deeper into what truly transpires down by the bay. Hello, and welcome to These Silent Secrets. My name is Zach, and I'll be your MC. Where last we left off, the soup group were scattered across Harbor Vale, each finishing up their own sort of individual quest. Isla, upon retrieving the necklace needed by these cultists, and Monica Galvin returned to the Chen's home. Kanan, after learning some hand-to-hand -hand combat from their aunt and duking it out with the spirit of the wolf within themselves, proved themselves to be the elf and gained a little more control over these primal instincts they have. Avery, upon being lured into a trap by Alexandra Milligan, tracked her down and quickly dispatched of her. And Jason, on a trip to the home office with his father, did some poking around before having to quickly attempt to make their exit, only for Evan to fall and Jason get captured himself. Before we dive into the episode, as always, a couple of thank yous to make. Chase Greenlee, Ghostlight Media, thank you so much for getting this show out there to the people that want to hear it. We appreciate you greatly. To Doc Adam VO for doing our transcripts, you can find a link to our transcript page in the description of the episode. And then, of course, to Nicole Tuttle Rob for all her work in scoring the episode, doing all of our social media. She's a real one. Go check out her book, Shadows of Viridia, on Amazon and Kindle. Information about that also in the description of the episode. Please be advised this episode of These Silent Secrets contains a scene of a public torture. The timestamps for those sequences uh, will be in the description as well. With all that out of the way, all that is left is the episode. So, let us dive into this episode of These Silent Secrets, Down by the Bay. Guys, this is about to be madness. Yeah. Uh, for for uh, uh, the um, the everyday listener who may not have noticed from how quiet the last, uh, well, at this point, the last two episodes have been, all of that audio I recorded one-on-one uh, -on -one with each of our lovely players here, um, just because life uh, for the last two months, I think everyone has had something come up, like big life thing happen that has been, so we've done what we could. But I've got everyone here at once. Say hi, everyone. Hi, hi everyone. everyone. Oh, my God. Oh, we're all morons. I hate all, all of us. Person. <laughs> God, you're so good. Um, but oh, this is about to be madness. I'm so excited. I'm just so scared to hear. Oh, actually, a bit I wanted to do because I ended up cutting it from the audio originally, but it was a really fun conversation real fast. I want to have with all of you um, that Marcus and I were discussing who we would cast um, uh, TSS with um, uh, with the Muppets. Um, <laughs> so real fast. Uh, uh, who, who do we think our Muppets are, everybody? 
Well, I think the important question first is who's the one human? Who's the one human? Because if it's not Mark, I don't want it. Oh, so no, so no. so no, um, no. Because uh, Marcus said that Mark was gonna be um, was it Mr. Teeth, Doctor Teeth, Doctor Teeth, the guy from the band, which I thought was pretty good. Oh yeah. But but hear me out, because we were we were we were having trouble figuring out who would be uh, Evangeline, you know, Avery's grandmother. Hear me out. The one human. Meryl Streep as Evangeline. Yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah. All right, so who who are your characters as Muppets, though? I got to Google the Muppets. Hold on. Yeah. Can I be uh, the chicken that that, oh, that God, Gonzo's that in love Gonzo's with? Gonzo's in love with? <laughs> Just for personal reasons. Oh, my God. What personal <laughs> reasons? reasons? I just yeah. fucking love that Don't chicken. Don't tell us. So maybe I love Mariah that. herself hey. is a chicken. Oh, Isla okay. is someone else. All right. That chicken is just okay. so amazing. I love that. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Freddie, hear us out. Uh, Marcus suggested Fozzie Bear for Jason, like which, that. like, you know, it like it kind of suits your vibe, but also the thought <laughs> of Fozzie Bear going full like glassy-eyed like killer um, seems like the funniest thing ever. Yeah, yeah no, I'm into that. Saying waka waka as you deliver yeah. the final blow, yeah. Waka 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 motherfucker. <laughs> Say waka again. Whenever whenever he puts the headphones in instead of the song from Blade Runner, it's just the Muppets theme it's, song. It's mana mana. You and Marcus for for Kanan said either said Beaker, yes. Yeah. <laughs> me 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 me. Wait, so I like your Camilla the chicken. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's for real disease, but I freaking love Camilla. I think it's really good. Oh good. shoot. You know who Avery is? Who? I hate this, but it's true. Avery's the count. <laughs> Baby, that's Sesame Street. Bam. Okay, listen. <laughs> Elmo, the Cookie Monster, Sesame and Street. the Count are on this list of Muppets right now. Yeah. So Jim Henson needs to get his shit together. Come on, Henson. If we're going newer Muppets, I don't know if anybody's seen the 2011 movie, but Kanan might be Walter. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Am I a man or am I a Muppet? Oh, am I a Muppet? <laughs> so, yeah, it's a bop. So who did you say for Isla, then? If not I don't think Camilla we got around. Chicken. I don't. I. I don't think we got around to it. Um. Oh. Well. I, it, I. One dynamic that would make me believe Miss Piggy, aside from like her like you know radio persona, would be the amount she flabbergasts Xavier, who would then probably the have Kermit. to be Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That checks out. Ah! She's messing with my brain. <laughs> that was more. Um. That was more Pee Wee Herman. I think. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. I want. I wanted him for Mark, one of the peanut gallery. Oh, yeah. Um, is Avery Rizzo the rat? Oh man, <laughs> I don't oh, know for sure. Man. But is she? <laughs> like yes and no. Holy shit! Everyone's we... a little bit Rizzo the rat. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> I think like deep down, if we found a really good like combination of Rizzo the rat and um, oh gosh, I'm looking at. This one, uh, Bunsen Honeydew. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> if I feel like those are the the two sides of Avery. <laughs> Very good. 
Fantastic. Well, hey, thank you so much yeah, for, for doing that conversation with me. I, I, I love casting things as the Muppets. So. I still think I'm the Count, but whatever. Yeah. I'm, you could be the Count. It'll be a rare crossover. Yeah. Um, gorgeous. Are we ready to dive in? I don't know. Are we? <laughs> well, we better be, because we are. Nine days have passed. Isla. Nine. Nine days have passed since you left Monica Galvin's home and returned her to the home of the Chen. So we have a new roommate, everyone. <laughs> what have you been up to for nine days? What's one thing that you've been doing? Um, is Monica still kicking? Monica is still kicking. She's having a little bit of trouble, but um Gotcha. Her very cancer addled body is hanging on um i think that maybe we've settled into like a routine that i help her as much as i possibly can gotcha. um, but i think i've definitely called xavier at some point okay yeah yeah you called uh, uh called xavier one day well, yeah we could just make a scene out of it why not um hey art how you doing G- good um you're not gonna believe this I mean, yeah, honestly, there's a lot that you, I mean, last time we talked, you dropped a lot on me that I didn't believe. So you know what? It could be anything. Um, My mind is open. Hit me with it. Well, shockingly, this has kind of something to do with that, but also not. More to do with you than with me. I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, are you busy right now? No. Uh, do you want to say hi to your mom? Fuck! What? Uh, so your mom is right here. Um. Where did you? What? What? I I don't know if that matters that much. Um, coming from me. Okay. So I, you can talk to her on the phone, or um, you could. No, where are you? What? Where are you? Uh, (laughs) we're at. Jason Chen's house? What? Okay. Okay, I'll be I'll be over. Uh great. Uh we'll see you then. Okay. Um and yeah, uh pretty quickly uh Xavier ended up showing up at the Chen's um and there was a very s- teary-eyed some yelling some some arguing apologies made um and the two of them sort of you know sat like in the den of the chen's home for a while just kind of talking through everything um and then things got to a point where they were kind of all right um and he's uh, before leaving uh let you know that he was, uh, as he promised, going to look more into, like, the accounts of his dad um, and trying to sort of find any concrete, you know, fingers pointed at the the, the weirder shit that his dad has been sort of uh, had his fingers in as of late. Did Monica fill him in on anything of that nature? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, part of their conversation is, you know, the, uh, the discussion of, like, what you, what you have told Xavier, you know, what she has told you. And, and, and yeah, a lot of cool. information is tossed around and discussed. Um, Avery, it has been nine days since, bloodily, you left a warehouse after killing Alexandria Milligan. What have you done in those nine days? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I was darkest when I left. Wait, well, one second. I just want to watch Marcus for a little bit here. <laughs> Bro, that shit caught me so off guard. <laughs> That's the, hey, I phrased it that way for a reason. I was reason, just like, but. it took me a couple seconds. I was like, what did he just say? <laughs> do do I do I need to repeat? Just, I, I, I heard it. It just <laughs> took me a moment to process it. Cool. So Avery, what 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 have you been doing? Um, so I was darkest when I left. Yes, yes, you were. And I know that. One of the main things that Avery wanted to do was to go get the effigy and have it in her possession. Wonderful. Um, so you return to the storage locker that you and Jason purchased. And as you uh, claim your, your jacket bundle, the effigy is not there. You just have a rock. Right. Um I think I call Kanan. All right, so you call Kanan. Well, yeah, b- before like the call goes through, let's let's get a, a word from from Kanan here, just to kind of even out the timeline here. So Kanan, it has been nine days since your morning in the woods with your aunt, where she beat you to a pulp, teaching you how to fight, and one of those hits, especially sending you into a strange dreamscape where you confronted the wolf itself and you made it back down and you made it follow you. What have you been doing since in the last nine days? Uh, Kanan has been getting very little sleep because in this time, mostly at night, they have been testing out just falling into darkest self voluntarily Mm -hmm. and then coming out of it at sunrise, basically just to like, Hone my senses. I imagine me and my aunt continued having sparring matches going mm-hmm. into, like, both of us as a wolf sparring yeah. and then coming out, like, in the morning. And this whole time, Kanan has been just trying to act like everything's cool, but they've been a lot more, like, closed off and reserved as they're just super honed in and focused on, like, heightening their abilities and their senses and keeping the wolf under control. Fantastic. So uh, along the uh, uh, the way on uh, you know, one of those days, let's say it's like you know earlier on in that series of nine days, you get a call from Avery. Uh, hey, what's going on, Kanan? Um, I need the key to the storage locker. Why? Because that effigy is not safe away from us. We need. We need to make sure it stays out of people's hands, and we need to have it in ours. Who's gonna... Who's gonna hold on to it? Are you? Yeah. Okay. Um, have you talked to... Have you talked to Isla and Jason about this? No. I haven't. Should we? I mean, I feel like we should all kind of be on the same page here, you know? Uh, fun interjection here. Uh, interjection here. As you talk about, um... Get, you know, having a conversation with everyone. In the last nine days, none of you have heard from Jason. Isla, Jason, and his dad, as far as you're aware, from hearing from Deborah when you arrived, you know, later, late in the morning, uh, where are going to the home office to investigate something, maybe. 
and they never returned. Damn. Is Monica sleeping in his bed then? Monica, they, they made up like you know uh, 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 on the the first floor with her yeah you know, with her chair and of stuff. Course. They they uh, they set her up like you know in, in the living room on like one of the bigger couches and stuff. Deborah's been very very helpful, but yes, none of you have heard from Jason. If you stopped by the house, he hasn't been there. You probably would have heard the uh, if you if you had stopped by the same thing from uh, that Deborah uh, had told Isla that they went to the office and then they never came back. But your phone call can continue. My apologies. Is she concerned at all about this? Or is she just like, whatever? Very much Okay. Continue. No, I haven't talked to them about it. And uh, honestly, I think at this point, it's get protected now and tell them later kind of situation. Okay. um, I don't fully agree with that, but I can meet you at the storage locker uh, I'll bring the key and just as we're picking it up, and, and, you know, I'll call Jason on my way if you call Isla on your way and we'll just let them know what's going on. But I, I understand your uh, your concern for speed. So, yeah, I'll meet you there. Let's just ring them both up and let them know what's going on. OK, I can agree to that. All right. I'll uh, I'll see you in 15, 20. Sound good? Yeah. See you then. All right. See ya. Jason, you don't know how long it's been, as you've been kept in the same dark, cold room for what feels like weeks, days, you don't know. A unknown amount of time since your father and you made a mad dash trying to leave your home office, only to be stopped cutting down dozens of operatives, only to watch your father get struck down and captured yourself. What do you do? So, of this time, how that I've been here, how much of it have I been, like, conscious? I would, you, again, you don't know. Um, you woke up, you know, in the room, after you know the the amount of like blood that you probably lost, you maybe went unconscious after the fight. Yeah. Um, and you woke up alone in this room. There's no light. Um, so you have no clue how much time has come come and gone. Um, I feel like the first few days, Jason does nothing with the time. He is just like sitting in the corner, like just like staring at a wall. Um. What does what does it look like in here? Like, are there is it like a jail cell? Is it just like a closed it room? It looks like you know, like it, like in a movie when like someone gets like caught like counting cards and they like take him to the back room to beat the snot out of them, mm-hmm. like that sort of like like pretty sparse like maybe like a chair or something in here, but it's just kind of a dark room with not a lot in here. They you know they just used to like if someone's starting trouble that they huck someone into or if they need to work someone over like this is the spot yeah I think I think Jason spends most of the time um, just like blank and I'll say I would say after a few days like maybe like when they feed him like if they pass food into the room or whatever if there's like a utensil like a a fork or something 
he'll like carve a tally for each day, but this is ultimately a meaningless tally because he didn't know how many days were at the yeah. beginning. That's all he does. Nice. And you can't tell like if there is a set schedule to it. You know, the 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 uh, a little sort of slidey door at the bottom of like the the door to the room kind of kicks open. Um, it's not like s- sunlight doesn't come in or anything, but yeah, a-, a tray of, you know, like some bread and water gets slid into you and then it shuts. And that's how your time goes for a while. It's just this vacuumous, like dark. Great. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to describe it as. Meanwhile, though, in Harborvale, so it, it being a, a nine days, it would be a Monday. So you'll wake up. Do you guys go to school? Uh, is it possible to because ha- Avery would have told Kanan about Alexandria before the nine days was up? Is it possible for us to have that quick conversation of at the storage unit? Of course, we can have that conversation. Okay, please. So when when did you say that this is this, this would probably happen? when they get to the storage unit? Oh, awesome! So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we can we can cut back uh, uh, real quick. So yeah, you two meet up. Um, you know, it's, you know, the day seven of the nine. So it's like the, the next Saturday to collect this bundle. Avery's um, brought, um, like a thick leather backpack for, like for transportation purposes. Kanan has brought a key. Uh, thank you for doing this. Yeah. Um, so I tried to call Jason. He didn't answer. I left him a voicemail, but, um, I'll try and get a hold of him later. Yeah. Did you talk to Isla? Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll say so I did. <laughs> if, so if yes, Isla, if you want to be at this meeting, then you totally could. Um, but that is up to you. Uh, something that will decide if I'm there or not. Is Julian awake? Uh, no. When you re- returned after the uh, the phone call that you received from Julian as uh, proof that the creature could make him wake he up. lied to me. When he wanted, um, as you came back, uh, he was sort of draped over, like, the foot of the bed. Like, he had gotten up, found a phone, called you, and then passed out again. Okay, then I'll be there. Awesome. So the three of you are there, then. Uh, Thank you for doing this. I know that we made a plan to keep this here, but I think that it's smarter to have it in our possession. I mean, plans change. It happens, so, I mean, if you've got some new information... Quick question, though. What are you going to do with it? Same question. Nothing, unless I have to. I just think if it's in our hands, that's less time that it has a chance to get in theirs. Where are you going to put it? And I'll hold up the backpack, and I'll go, I've seen what people on the other side of this can do with weapons that they just find around. Let's say, uh, find around a hospital room, for example. I don't want to see what they can do with this. Hold, hold on a second. That was wildly specific. What do you mean, around a hospital room? Alexandria Milligan threatened my grandmother. What? Hold on, what? Back, 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 back up, back, back up, back up. Start from the top. I got a text from my grandma telling me to meet her at the hospital, only it wasn't her, it was Milligan. She had a knife to her throat and said that she was going to kill a raven and it could either be me or her. I chose neither and now Milligan is no longer an issue. Clarify. I think you know. 
what that means. Kanan has a moment of like, as Avery was telling this story, like doing that thing where I'm not making eye contact with you, but I'm like mm -hmm. looking off to the side and processing all of this, but like clenching fist and like releasing talons, clenching fist, releasing talons, and then mm -hmm. kind of comes back and, are you okay? I will be. Well, if you need to talk about it, <laughs> I've obviously gone through something similar, so I'm here. I I have to say I was worried that that, that uh, revelation might make our friendship difficult. A Avery, I understand that you wouldn't have done that without a good reason. Or if you had to. She was threatening your grandma. I think by now you know how much I would do for the ones I love. So man, I get it. I know it's hard. And trust me, I wish there was another way we could have gone about this or that things could be different. But... Wishes don't always come true, and sometimes real life just kicks the shit out of you. So I get it. Alright? You don't have to apologize to me. Or feel upset. We're friends. And as far as I'm concerned, and this is going to sound really messed up, you kind of did me a favor. It saves me from doing it. Um, MC. <laughs> yes. This isn't, <laughs> it's actually kind of a little bit of the opposite of genuine guilt, um, because I'm being told that it was a good thing that I did. Um, so I guess my question here is, is there anything that would have happened in those days where I left Darkest Self? Or am I still, have I been Darkest for nine days? Um, I mean, I, it really, like, what all has Avery gotten up to? I mean, like, we could very well say that something has happened that's brought you out of it. No, it's more interesting that I haven't been. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to check because um, well, yeah, that that kind of because that kind of shifts what I, I was thinking about doing here. So cool, thank you. Um, Avery will just kind of nod um, to you, and we'll do a very similar move where like you've kind of done like the the quick pat on like the hand to her a couple times. She'll do the same to you, and just just kind of like. A moment there. Kanan just full on gives you a hug. <laughs> just full on big bear hug for like one of those good five second boys that just comforting. We're friends. I'm here for you. Thank you. Yeah, no, you have nothing to thank me for. Like I said, you did me a favor. So I was afraid that I was going to have to do this. <sighs> You've taken it off my list. So, yeah, but she, uh, let's, let's take care of this yeah. and well, first off, is your grandma okay? I don't know. What do you mean? Um, I led Milligan away from her and then I haven't been back. Frankly, I guess I kind of got caught on other things to do. Avery, I have a suggestion and if it's cool with you, Isla, I'm just going to throw it out there. Let me take this thing. I'm I'm getting better at what I do. I live in a house full of wolves. I don't have anyone in the hospital right now, and 
let's be honest, you shouldn't have to worry about two very important things. Your grandma and this. Let me take it. That is, um, that is a really nice offer, Kanan, and I, I do appreciate it. But frankly, I, um, the reason that I'm going for this today is because I do not feel safe in this town. Okay. If, if you think it's what's best, I trust you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll look at Isla, and I'll, I'll go, are you sure you're okay with me taking this? Where are you going to put it? It won't leave my side. Are you going to carry it with you everywhere you go? That's the plan. Never going to set it down? Take off the backpack? No. Sounds uncomfy, but all right. <laughs> and yeah, Dad will go get the effigy. And I'll put it in my backpack. Okay. And then I become the backpack kid. <laughs> put it in the backpack. Boop, boop. Gorgeous. Uh, so yeah, the uh, uh, Monday morning. Do you guys end up going to school or? I feel like Kanan would. Cool. And also within the nine days, I feel like Jason not answering his phone, not seeing him at school on Monday, I get. Not seeing him at school on Tuesday, I still kind of get it. Wednesday, I'm concerned. Yeah. And I'd probably go, and we can just like fast cap this whole yeah. thing if you want. I would probably go to his house, yeah, see yeah. his mother's concerned, and I'm honestly, along with using the nights for training, I'm using the nights for stalking. Gotcha. To try just and find out where he is, but coming up blank. Gotcha. So Avery, do you go to school? Still dark as self, Avery. Um. It's like dark styles, but dark. Do Avery. I want? Do I want to go to school? Mm, yeah, I'll go to school. Awesome. So you go to school, and Isla, do you go to school? Uh, am I still taking care of Monica, or has she been like? taken by a family member I mean, or something no i mean like between like you xavier and deborah and like i don't know if you know after like kanan shows up and like i'm assuming the situation gets explained to kanan after he had like come to check in on like what was up with jason like between like that the wool pack that's also uh, um for those uh that are unaware kanan uh took the werewolf gang move so his family can now play a more like like a bigger part to the the story at large aside from you know what they already have so all of those things are at your disposal so if, if you felt like you wanted to go to school there there's hands that can you know hold that ball okay but monica's still at the chen house yeah, Monica's still yeah. at the Chens. You know, you know, if you go to school, like, like all of last week, like if you went to school at all last week, like Deborah took care of her during the day. Like, uh, I'm gonna go to school. Awesome. So you guys go to school, Jason. X amount of days in, you hear the clip clop of familiar high heels outside of the door of the room that you're in, and eventually the door opens up and in walks in. Nadja Schofield, or Director Schofield. Jason, how are you feeling? Not my best. Good. I'm glad. How are you feeling? Um, vindicated, victorious, a lot of V words, probably. So, we gave you some time to kind of think about, you know, think about what you've done. Um, and she grabs the one chair that's in the room and sort of, you know, sits down in it, like, you know, like drags it against the wall. There's the really obnoxious <laughs> of the chair legs against, you know, the, the cement floor that you've been sleeping on for however sure. long. Jason, are you going to be an issue for us? Yes. That's what I was hoping you'd say. So 
much like your your dear departed papa, we're going to have to deal with you. Now, your answer to this next question is going to um, have a lot to do with whether or not um, it's very public and very painful, or it's nice and quick. Okay? So before you answer, I want you to think about that. What have you and your friends been up to? What do you know, and what do you have? Well, been getting a lot better at volleyball recently. Does she have? Is she holding anything? Um, she, uh, for all you can tell, no. Like she's in a very sort of similar suit to when you know she was fighting you early, uh, the other day. You see that the side of her head is yeah, you know, like there are stitches from when you threw the that pendulum and stuck it into the side of her head. Or a lot happened, you guys, especially in Jason's. <laughs> you have no fucking clue. So uh, much happened. Uh, I'll say it to her. Uh, look, we are. In an interrogation room, if you want to ask me questions, just ask the actual questions. I feel like that was a pretty straightforward question, but you're a child. I understand if you're a little slow on the pickup. So, there's a lot happening in Harbor Vale. You and your friends have made yourselves a very big part of what's been happening. I need to know what you know. And what you have. Well. Was that was that a little more straightforward for you? Sure. Okay. Here's what I know. I know that the people I've been working for, so-called protecting this town from rambunctious magical beings, oh, have that's been... Me. That's you, yeah have been paid off and protecting a family that tried to kill my best friend. And I know that at least, at least, what was Frank, Francois, is that his name? Francois, yes. And I know that Francois, at the very least, was involved with some other weird stuff like I don't know there's a sea monster out there you know about the sea monster I assume oh but you haven't put it together that all of that it's the same stuff you know that right oh yeah I figured that at this point did you because you just the way you just phrased that sounded a little like you didn't put that together until I I said you haven't put it together yet I was just trying to do it with a little bit of theatrical presentation I understand that someone as bland as you doesn't understand the importance of presentation she looks around the room and goes it's a terrible venue Jason well then you shouldn't have picked it look I Here's what I'll tell you. We found the monster. We found something that hurts to look at, much like yourself. And... She kind of grins at you. (laughs) Somewhere out there, that thing's still somewhere. But I'm not super concerned about that right now. Wonderful. Well, okay. Just in case, you know, we need the secrets revealed and stuff, um... This, the, the, your, your, your sea monster um, serves a much badder sea monster um, and his followers have really set us up for success well I'm very happy for your business it Thank sounds you. like you're really going to it. 
have a very lucrative time. We're going to. So it's very clear that we're going with the two Ps. Yeah, public and painful. <laughs> Prove to me you can put on a show. I'll make it a big one for you, Chen. Have a good one. Uh, she uh, walks out the door and goes, Murphy, you can go without dinner tonight. And walks away. And the door shuts. And you're left alone again. The rest of you. Is there, I, will, I want to question right quick. Yeah. Is there anything? If, if no, fine. Is there anything on her person I could have tried to steal from her? Um... I know it's I know it's a very hard thing to do considering where we are. We're gonna go breath weapon rules. Five or six, she had something you could have used. Okay. Sure. That's a six. Okay, so she's got um what do we wanna say? She's just got a, a classic like ballpoint pen. You know, so, something that would be you know, practical to be carrying around on her. Um wh- what are you doing to attempt to snag said thing? Um, I think if it's a pen, I just am going to, uh, as she's, uh, as she's leaving, I'm just going to ask her, I'm going to say before, uh, before you go, would you mind, could I, could I borrow that pen, maybe some paper? I might, I figured it'd be fun to write a will. Not sure what you, you know, what you own kid, but, um, she takes the pen out of her pocket. Well, how about you roll to keep your cool and to see how much of a smooth sort of smooth customer you roll here, uh, to to see whether or not this works. How about, can I, can I make a case for something else? I want to argue rolling for hot for turning on. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Cool. All right. Let's see what happens. (laughs) <laughs> nope. Ooh, that's a big fail. Did you claim no? Because you ended up using it when you threw the the thing into her face. Yes, because you, you, you. I think at one point you had a string on her, but I think you used it. To, I think I did too. Yeah, to I think you like used it, it to yeah. to uh, throwing knife her in in the right in the face area. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, she sits there and goes, "Nah, you don't ha- you don't own anything, kid. There's no reason to write a will. Have a good one." And and the yeah the door shuts. That was oh, good. That was a good thought though. On the bright side, that's that's an advancement, baby. The, oh, that's hey! five experience. Oh yeah, that's a, 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 a an advancement um in your new skin. Yeah, you just like I you just did the like eyebrow in prison thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. Um. But yeah. Uh. Uh. Jason had a skin change happen, so Jason's no longer the Reaper. Jason is the Chosen. We'll find out more about that later. That's the 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 messages that play. Uh awesome. Uh so homeroom. Um you guys get to get to school um notably. Last week, much like when Austin disappeared, the sheriff came back with a very sort of similar appearance and statement that both Bridget and Alexandria have not been seen. Bridget? <laughs> yeah, she's been gone for a while. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the thing I gave Isla forever Oopsie. ago. Harper had been like, oh, you guys are both out sick today. And then uh, Bridget never came back well, to school. Well, then a crustacean attacked me. Uh, so what do you want me to do? Yeah, a crustacean has attacked yeah. you several times since then. So. <laughs> God. Uh um, what are yeah, people's uh, reactions like in the class to the news that Milligan is missing? 
Um, I think just in general, because like it was like in like like a day or two apart. The sheriff showed up about Bridget, and then the sheriff showed up about Alexander. So I think the overarching thing is just fear. Like, before Austin disappeared, there was already, like, three or four recorded disappearances in, the, you know, the town and, the you know, the, uh, the surrounding area. Right. And then one happened two weeks ago, and then two more happened in quick succession. So the overarching theme is just everyone's kind of nervous and afraid. The sheriff does let you know that a curfew is going to be put into place by uh, 9 p.m. Everyone's supposed supposed to be in their homes. and um, So I'm so not yeah, seeing anyone, like, super distraught specifically about Milligan. No, no one's like, oh. Yeah, I mean, Alexander, for the most part, was a bit of a loner. Like, people didn't really talk yeah. to her much. Um, and, and, yeah. But, yeah, other than... People are kind of freaked. Yeah, I think at, 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 as soon as that kind of talk is done, I'm going to pull Kanan and Isla aside. Like, I'll, I'll stop them before they go to their next class or something out in the hallway. All right, I don't know about you guys, but there's clearly something going on. Jason is not okay, and I'm going to figure it out. Do you want to come with me? Yeah. Do you know where his office is? No, but we can figure it out. I mean, Deborah used to work there, right? Worst comes to worst, she can lead us. Are you going to bring that with you? Yeah. If I'm going, it's going. And who knows? It might come in handy. So you're going to bring a really ancient uh, effigy that kills things when it looks at it to a place that people kill people? Assassins? Trained? Killers? I'm going to bring a weapon to save my friend. Speaking of, of pal- powerful, uh, valuable things, Isla, you're still carrying that amulet on you, yes? Uh, perhaps. <laughs> I will say, just to let you guys know, I've been looking for him every night for a couple nights now. I haven't caught a scent, a whiff, nothing. I, I don't know. I'm Did at a loss. Did you go to the home office? I don't know where that is. Then that's what we do. We find it. If Deborah tells us, great. If she doesn't, then we find out a different way. But we are going to figure this out. We are going to get him back. I agree. And I'm leaving right now. Let's go. Yeah, I'll I'll lead them to the car. Awesome. And we're going to the chair. Well, yeah, you or do you wait till the like the class break, or do you just get up and? Well, I, I thought like I, I pulled them oh, aside you in, up in, in between yeah. classes. Cool. Awesome. Not a big deal. Fantastic. So yeah, you you leave school. And uh, you get in your car and uh, head to the Chen's house. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you pull up um, and uh, you head inside. Uh, Deborah uh, comes walking out from like the you know the back sort of den. Hi, you are um, not. You were supposed to go. to... You aren't at school. Mrs. Chen, can you tell us where the home office is? And I know you're gonna want to say no, but please, please help us. Walking out from uh, behind her is a woman, long, sort of blue, blue, like wavy hair. Hi, everyone. Um, this is my friend Helen. Um, she's here, sort of putting wards up around the house. She's someone that um, that my husband um, sort of had uh, on, like, not retainer, but in the event that something like this happened, um, so to just make sure that the house was kind of safe. At that, I don't say anything, but I just kind of, like, dart a look over at Avery. I'll walk forward, and I'll go, we're going to bring 
whoever can be brought home, home. And I need your help to do that. And then, once you help me, we'll help you. I promise. All right. Um, she goes to the back um, and checks on Monica real fast. And she comes out. She says, Helen, can you hang around for a little while? I'd appreciate it. And she walks over to, like, like, like one of those, like, sort of big bench kind of things that have, like, the foldy, like, lid on it that you can, like, store things in. But it's got, like, a cushion top to it that's, like, by, like, a big window. And she starts, like, pulling things out of it. And she pulls out, like, what looks like, like a saber. Like a, like a, not, 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 it's not fencing when you use a saber, right? It's... It's a, a it's, foil? It's still, it, well, a foil is, is like a fencing, fencing. sword or oh, like okay. a rapier, but like there, it's similar to fencing. There's fighting with a saber. I don't know if that counts as fencing or if it's something else, but it's like, you know, like a dueling saber um, that she you know, pulls out uh, and, you know, ties around her belt uh, uh, just in case. Um, all right. Yeah, uh, I'll lead her to my car. <laughs> okay. Um, also, just... For Kanan and Isla's sake, um, this is probably the longest that you've ever heard Avery go without asking somebody if they're okay. Just just something to note. Yeah, since, uh, probably since the other day when yeah. you guys were at the storage container, you could tell something is off about Avery. Like, her, her usual overly empathetic self has not been on display in any regard. And, like, saw clearly distraught Deborah and didn't try to help in any way. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think Kanan would notice. That's fair. Kanan is kind of like, I, w- I will say, kind of tunnel vision right now. He's focused on getting his buddy back. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys um, hop in. Uh, uh, actually, um, she offers to drive. Um, essentially, she's gonna go, like, get you guys in, um, and then she's gonna come back to essentially protect the house and, like, protect Monica. So she gets gets in the car, um, unless you just want to follow her. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably just follow her. That way we have a car in case we Either need or. it. Yeah. Um, but she takes you, so that, that downtown area with all the shop fronts where, like, the liquor store is and, you know, probably not too far from the radio station. And it gets, uh, you get out at, like, an old shutdown storefront. You know, there's the brown sort of parchment paper over the windows. And she gets to the door and full on like takes her, draws her saber, like shoves it between like, you know, the crack of the door and just lifts like super hard for how small she is. And you just hear like a crack happen and she opens the door. All right, come on. And she leads you in uh, through the you know, rundown shop. There's like, you know, the cloth sort of over like some old shelves and stuff, but leads you to the back to a wall of filing cabinets. You know, they're, like, stacked to the ceiling. It's kind of ridiculous. And pretty deftly, she reaches up, you know, puts her hand around the handle, and, you know, with her thumb, pulls the little, like, latch trigger thing over on a series of them, kind of in a sequence. And she goes, all right, so this is going to open, and you're going to be right in the heart of things. Everyone there is going to be able to kill you. I need you to know that what you're about to do is a little... A little foolhardy, but I appreciate what you're going to do for my boys. So should we have tried to blend in? I mean, maybe. I. Well, you guys are always so nicely dressed, and we are in, you know, my squeakers, my sneaker squeak. <laughs> With any luck, they've got something going on, and maybe you'll be fine. Um, I can poke my head in real quick if you'd like. You're not supposed to be here, right? 
I mean, no, but neither are you. Kanan just puts a hand on her shoulder and says, I understand, and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared too, but we're going to do what we can. Okay. All right. You need to stay and protect Monica, and it doesn't help if we all get taken down. And then I'll look at Avery and Isla, and full confidence, like, neither of you are used to Kanan this way. Just, if anything goes down in there, get behind me. Avery nods at that. And you see she goes and she takes the backpack and she puts it on front facing. So it's <laughs> easily zippable. <laughs> yeah, um, sort of, you know, uh, uh, Avery, she kind of you know, puts a hand on your shoulder. Thank you. Um, Jason is fond of you, so. Um, and uh, she comes to you, Isla, and uh, like, it's odd because it's she looks at you and like you know puts her hands like to like the sides of your face probably something that like your mother used to do like she looks at you like a mother to a child does you stay safe in there okay i think isla tries to be you know yeah whatever but she breaks and gives her a hug like she would to her mom you come back okay and then she goes uh, to, to you, Caden, and sort of you know, p- slaps her hands on both sides of your your uh, your arms and kind of gives them a squeeze. Like I feel like you and Deborah know each other pretty well. Yeah. She looks up to you like with like worry, but also like trust in you. Bring them back to me, Caden, please. And I feel like she would also kind of clock this like new determination and confidence within Caden. And I'll say. I'm not going to make you a promise I can't keep. So what I will promise you is that I'm going to do everything I can and God help whoever gets in my way. That's all I can ask. And she sort of, you know, like reaches up and kind of like, brings you down and gives you like a, a, a little peck on the cheek. I'm going to hold down the home front. Um, by the time, hopefully, um, by the time you guys get back, um, Helen's swords will be up. And if you need an Alamo of sorts, um, my house is always open to you, okay? That goes for your family as well, Kanan. And, and yours, Avery. If you need a safe place for them to be. Thank you. Can you tell my parents where I went, but not the location? Yeah. I'm afraid they'll try to come here. No, I'll let them know that what you're doing. Thank you. Okay. Be safe. Actually, MC. Yeah. I think I think Deborah's saying find a safe place for your family, Avery. Mm-hmm. Um, that might make Bring Avery. You out of it. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. There, I d- I still don't know if my grandma's okay. It's been nine days. Um, so, uh, I think just hearing that, and her being reminded of the f- the fact that she's neglected that part, um, snaps her out. Okay. So yeah, I think both of you like if you're if you look at Avery, you see that her expressions already kind of softened. All right. Be safe, all of you, please. Um, I don't know what else to say. Uh, it's fine. fine. Fight hard and be smart, okay? You too. I'll kind of go to grab her hand before she ro- walks away, and I'll kind of pull her a little closer, and I'll go, no matter what happens in there, you're going to be okay. Her her eyes sort of well um, with you saying that. Uh, one, I mean, uh, I, you're definitely trying to be reassuring, but um, a uh, reality that she's been trying really hard to push 
um, away sort of, you know, hits her at the same time. Yeah. And she just kind of, you know, gives you a, you know, foggy-eyed look and nods her head and Mm -hmm. uh, turns and leaves. And the uh, filing cabinets sort of settle after this, you know, whirring of of gears and stuff. um, And two of them have pulled out and settled to the side. And the sort of archway that that creates illuminates. And you are able to head into the home office. Kanan turns to you two and... If things get hairy in there, I want you to know that it's okay to back out, all right? I know we haven't been friends for a long time, but I care about you guys, and I don't want to see anything happen to you, but I gotta let you know that no matter what happens, I am not stopping until I get Jason out of here or until they take me down. You're not alone in that. Let's hope the first one comes first. Let's hope. Let's fucking do it. You had it. Jason. Yeah. What feels like probably a couple of hours, maybe. Again, it's kind of hard to tell. You hear a couple sets of footsteps outside your door. The door is quickly thrown open and three men come in and attempt to, you know, apprehend you. Just let it happen. You just let it happen. Okay. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they grab you and uh, yeah, get you up, you know, put some, you know, some binds behind your hand, you know, your back and they begin to lead you out. You get your first real, like, full glimpse of light, and you don't even know how long. Your eyes are stinging, but you get your first, also, gulps of not stale air. The same air that you've been breathing for days at this point. And your, you know, your vision begins to kind of, you know, clear up and your eyes kind of, you know, adjust to the light after a, a couple of moments of them, you know, leading you through. And you open your eyes and you are seeing the first glimpses you've gotten of actual daylight. The day, It is daytime. The sun is out. It's shining through now uh, uh, the, the giant glass windows of this seemingly mundane office building. And you're led through, uh, you know, through through floors, you know, into an elevator, um, down into sort of like a big conference room, sort of like like it's like a big it's like a big room where like if all of the company of this place got in one room, like this is the place they would go. Like if there was like a big mass announcement or like a big giant ass staff meeting, this would be the place to be. And the room is bustling with. The sound of, you know, of footfalls and conversation as you are drug in up a set of stairs and onto like a stage and you're kind of thrown down onto the deck. Are you still just kind of going with the flow? Do you do anything while you're up there? I think I probably just like stumble and faceplant as I get tossed up there. But yeah. for now, I think I just like with my arms still bound, I like get back up, up on my feet I just look out and face the crowd. Awesome. Yeah, you look out, and yet you're just harangued by jeers. You know, you know, boos and people throwing insults at you and at your dead father and blaming you for you know, the, their co-workers that you and your dad cut down and your attempt to escape. And it's weird because you're standing on a stage in front of a room of people that want nothing more than to see you hurt. And dead. I think uh, as this is happening, Jason takes a bow. Oh, very. Roll the shut down for me. This isn't going to be good, but we'll try it. Hey, I believe in you. 
That's yeah. a big fail. Yeah, loud, even louder. Boom! Your father was a bitch! Like, just a whole bunch of uh, horrible things. People are screaming at you. Uh, and eventually, uh, uh, one of the people that carried you up kind of grab you by the, you know, where your hands are tied together behind your back and pull you sort of, you know, back a few steps. And the familiar sound of high heels clicking come up the, the stairs at the side of the stage and join you on the platform and approach a microphone. And, you know, with two fingers, Nadia, you know, smacks the mic to test it. Hello, everybody! And everyone's, yeah, that's the director! Yeah, I do a, a crowd of people really, really well. <laughs> Folks, let me introduce you to Jason Chen! And again, the, uh, the, the yeah, boom! Like, it, it's, it's, it's loud, it's uproarious. So, earlier today, I gave Mr. Chen a choice to help us all out just a little bit after his grievous missteps the other day. Or, and she sort of gestures at the room around her, or this would happen. And everyone's like, yeah, fucking kill him! And lucky for myself and all of you, he chose this lovely occasion. So how should I do it, folks? Death by a thousand cuts! Eels! Make him get bitten by eels! Just a bunch of bullshit. Like, ways to kill That someone. one person really wants eels. Yeah, he, yeah it's like in a fucking a ca cabin in the woods when that guy's like, just Mermaids. once I want to see a merman. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, been, he's been asking for eels for years. They're never going to do eels. And, uh, yeah, a, a bunch of things happen, but she's like, I like death by a thousand cuts, don't you? And everyone gets very, very excited. And she goes, all right, gentlemen, let's start with the back, shall we? And they reach up the guys that were holding you. They tear your shirt open and they turn you around. And she uh, um, pulls like uh, the, the hem of her shirt up and reaches sort of behind her back and pulls uh, much like how your father did and how he did when he yanked Francois' own reaper weapon from his own arm, pulls this, like, it's like a sickle. You know, it, it, it goes out and does, like, the big sort of crescent shape. And she brandishes overhead as the, 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 uh, the whole crowd begins to cheer. And she walks over to you, and again, the that of her high heels hitting the stage as she steps behind you. And she just ever so casually puts the tip of the sickle to your back and just slowly drags it down your back. And it's excruciating. Jason like grits his teeth and like grunts for a bit, but makes a point to not cry out. And she puts it back up again and a little faster and a little rougher drags it down again. And she sort of steps out from behind you. Do you like that, folks? Yeah. And everyone's, yeah! I wish it was eels. I wish it was eels. <laughs> Meanwhile, the three of you are approaching and it's a ghost town up here. I don't like this. Guess you didn't need to blend in. Yeah. <laughs> this is unsettling. Um, Maybe they had Monday off? <laughs> can I, and MC, I'll leave this one up to you. Can I try and find a scent? I don't know if you want me to use gaze or heightened senses. Yeah, roll heightened sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, roll gaze for me. Okay. 
And then it sounds uh, like you're trying to latch onto like a specific scent. So, yeah. <laughs> no, for your for your indication, it is daytime. So I, yeah, I thought so because we left school like kind of early. Yeah, like you left like after first period. You had homeroom and then history in the same room and then on your way out. Jesus, is that a fail? Oh, mark experience. No. Someone, a, a two. Someone's gonna die. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. Yeah, you're you're trying to smell. The problem is. It's a busy building. Like, I know it's dead right now, but, like, people come to and fro all day. And, you know, it, it seemingly it's been over a week since Jason was here. You're not getting any sort of a scent from him. Anything? <sighs> no. Kanan is getting, like, visibly frustrated. Hey, uh, l- let me try. It's okay. Take a breath. Yeah. Um, and I will gaze into the abyss. Okay. Let's see here. I have switched my dice because fuck the dice from my little uh, (laughs) one shot too. Okay. And what is my dark? I think it's a two. Nice. That is a 10. That's a 10. Full success. Fantastic. So yeah, you, yeah, it's like, um, you're like when you see like someone, you know, it's like filming like the, like the BTS sort of reel and they like, you know, speed up. Like when people are like walking through hallways and stuff, Yeah. your vision sort of jumps out and just goes zooming through this place, looking for, like, first and foremost for anyone. Mm-hmm. And you don't catch it, but as you sort of, you know, start narrowing down the space here and you get closer, you're hearing, yeah! Just so much noise coming from, you know, a, a, a room in the distance. And you keep going and going and going and your vision cuts through the doors of a room into this big like conference space where you see Jason on stage as a woman with fiery sort of like red pink hair orange eyes tan skin is cutting into Jason's back as two large individuals hold him in place and there's a crowd of people who are just cheering and you pull back (coughs) we have to hurry we have to um, we have to go now Come on, follow me. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of These Silent Secrets. If you like what you heard and you want to support us, well, there's just a whole bunch of ways you can do that. Some super easy ones. Like, review, subscribe, and whatever podcast you're listening to us on, your ratings, your reviews go a long way letting people know that, hey, this is a good show and that you should listen to it. And then they do, and it's great. Another super duper easy one is just to tell a couple of friends about us. You know, you're at work. And you got your headphones in and, you know, Gerald goes, hey, what you listening to? And you're like, well, let me tell you about this fantastic Monster Hearts 2 podcast that is led by a bunch of big old nerds. And they go, well, that just sounds great. And you go, I know, Gerald. And then he starts listening to it. And then he tells Marianne down the way. And then your whole office is just obsessed. And you know those awkward moments at the water cooler when you don't know really what to talk about? You can talk about our show. You'll have that in common because you all love it just so, so much. If you want to support us financially, you can do that as well at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia where you can donate to us monthly. Support all the shows on the Ghost Light Media Network and get some fantastic rewards for yourself. You can check us out on Twitter where we've got tips enabled and you can check us a few bucks maybe if you can't do the monthly Patreon thing. Or you can check out our merch store at tpublic.com slash store slash ghostlight. Buy yourself a mug, buy yourself a t-shirt or a hoodie. All the things are fantastic. All of our stuff's been designed by Nicole. Sup, Nicole. 
And uh, yeah, that money supports us. If you want to check us out online, you can do so. Our website's thesilentsecrets.com. Our TikTok is at thesilentsecrets. And our Twitter is at silentsecretpod. You can also find us each individually. Nicole at Nicole Voice. Marcus at Marcus RVO. Mariah at underscore Mariah Clausen. And Freddie at Freddie underscore Pow Pow. Myself at that guy, Zach Robb. We'll be back in two weeks with a continuation of the story. I think we're getting kind of close to the end of the season, everybody. It really depends on how much my lovely players fail. So we'll see. But until next time, may your secrets stay hidden. And if you're going to get yourself captured, make sure you have some sort of convenient device to aid in your escape somewhere concealed on you. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.